This is the Media Week Industry Podcast from the people at mediaweek.com.au. Welcome to a new Media Week podcast. We're going to be talking television, particularly subscription television. Um, Foxtel's Factual Channels. Foxtel's got a new hit on its hands, it looks like. Aussie Inventions That Changed the World launched this week. And wow, did it do very well. I think on Monday night, it was the most watched program on the Foxtel platform overall, which is a a pretty good little feather in its cap. Um, congrats to the History Channel and the uh, people that made the program. We're going to hear a little bit more about it from the Group General Manager of Factual out at Foxtel, Jim Buck, and welcome to the Media Week podcast. Hi, James. Thank you. Yes, great to be here. Yeah, good Good to see you. It's um, We used to talk to you regularly at, at Media Week. It's probably been a little while. We're overdue for a chat, so it's good to be able to do it on a Media Week podcast. Before we get into History Channel, Aussie Inventions, just give us a little bit about you. What what do you do at Foxtel? So I'm the, as you said, general manager of Factual. So essentially overseeing how we curate all the brands in the portfolio. That's history, crime, A&E, but also working with the other great brands on our platform, Discovery, BBC, Nat Geo. We identify opportunities together, etc. Um, and uh, obviously in the publicity, the promotion, the marketing, just making sure we've got the leading offering in um, Australian television for Factual. So so was Factual seen as, I don't know, is it one of the pillars of the, of the different things? You know, you do drama, you have movies, you have sport. Absolutely. Is Factual one of the things you think that people subscribe to Foxtel? Definitely. Um, it does have a slightly older core audience, so the actual audience is very stable, but a lot of what is on our channel's can't be found in the abundance anywhere else. Um, you know, I like to refer to our approach to history as quite traditional. Um, anything Australian on history um, rates terribly well, especially the one that we've just done, Aussie Inventions, as you mentioned. True crime is exploding. It's a hugely popular uh, genre. Um, it's all over free-to-air. Um, also in the UK, it's been in the US a lot a long time as well, but we've had a 24-hour crime channel since 2005, so it's not new to us. Um, and others have um, uh, experienced some success with it. So we just ensure that we can bring our viewers uh, the best um, experience and the, the most compelling content. Yeah. You commission a bit of stuff locally. Do you try and spread it around <clears throat> your channels? What's your commission? Absolutely. We uh, look, history's taken a lot of um, uh, fascinating stories um, to our viewers, but uh, it certainly does spread around. Crime, we're very consistent. Uh, history does take the lead. We've had many series of Coast Australia. That's been the, probably the biggest success we've enjoyed. Uh, we've uh, caught Justice Sydney was a great hit for us. Crimes that shook Australia. Uh, and we have uh, The Good Cop nominated this Sunday, actually, along with a history program, The Pacific with Sam Neill, for most outstanding doc, uh, documentary series. So, so they're two Logie nominees? Yeah, absolutely, yeah, yep. in a category of five. So it, it, it's, it's a great um, validation of the work. But uh, True Crime is uh, in that category also with the ABC, so you can see that you know, it's growing in, um, in popularity because I just think in the world people are more sort of um, interested in, and it's probably because of news stories more, uh, people have the appetite, they can accept it. Um, and um, crime in general is greater than sort of a horror show. It's really about morality and the human condition. It's a fascinating um, 
look at the modern world and it's extremely contemporary and relevant. Uh, so, yeah, we and A&E, we did do commissioning. We're not commissioning as much for that channel brand. That's a character-driven, more of a regional brand. But we uh, we do have one last commission uh, with Lucas Callahan, one of the Aussie Pickers um, series, uh, Road to Riches, that will be on air later this year. But, uh, yeah, we do spread them out. Um, it is a bit like air traffic control, trying to get a time <laughs> slot that's going to work. Sure. So you really do need to work with all the other general managers and uh, director of television just to make sure you uh, find a slot that's going to resonate. So we're very lucky we um, and happy we got a clean shot with, with Aussie Inventions. It uh, was top the platform, resonated um, hugely. It'll consolidate nicely. But it's a feel-good program that delivers um, at a time where I think Australians are ready to hear these wonderful stories of resilience, perseverance from individuals who came up with these amazing inventions during um, times of change where others couldn't necessarily appreciate what they were suggesting and offering. And uh, that's a sort of lesson for all of us, just to sort of hang in there um, against the odds. But uh, a lot of them are very recognisable, you know, the Hills Hoist and the Victor Moa, but then you don't always appreciate we came up with the black box and the the cochlear ear um, implant and um, spray on skin, which was recognised um, after the Bali bombing um, tragedy, uh, it suddenly became in demand. But prior to that, often these inventors were left asking if anyone could appreciate what they were offering. And often we had that uh, Australian problem, often that we think uh, it needs to be recognised overseas before um, the great mind here can be appreciated. So... Um, that was, I just think it was just timely um, commission and yeah. it's, it's a bit like some kind of golf shot into the future to make sure you land in the zeitgeist of the present day to ensure that what you've commissioned all that time ago um, finds an audience. But it's just been just a timely feel-good um, series uh, with a lot of heart and humour, yeah. So we're, so now that was made for you guys. I think it was a, so, so a partnership between Skinny Dip Pictures and Northern Pictures, is that correct. right? Yes. Tell us a little bit about them. Well, Alyssa McKean um, is a fabulous producer. She uh, works with us actually but took a year off to actually make this. Um, Skinny Dip is her. She's outfit. Skinny Dip. Absolutely. Northern Pictures um, uh, helped as well. Uh, and just worked and worked and worked on this series, um, believed in it and researched it beautifully. Fantastic archive, incredible interviews that would have otherwise probably been lost to history. I was surprised how many great individuals who are inventors are still around with us, just that were um, able to be interviewed. Uh, and you know, the the archive and the interviews, the hosts have done a, just an, an amazing job. Matthew Parkinson, David Hunt, Sally Dominguez and um, Anya Taylor. So they all sort of sit together and discuss what that invention, um, uh, the ins and outs of how it came about and its significance. It's almost like a little goggle box within the program, interestingly, yeah. but with, with a lot of intelligence um, by the experts. So... We really wanted to find some excellent hosts and, and they gelled really well um, and they keep the narrative moving. Um, so Alyssa pulled that together beautifully and um, Dwayne Hathley um, who's worked on it. Uh, he's still working on it actually. We've got podcasts 
um, that oh, wow. are launching okay. this week. To, oh, good. Um, He's ex-Foxtel he as is, well, isn't yes, he? Yes, yes. So, um, and all, all those, uh, there's many hands that go into it, but we had a wonderful event on the evening of the launch um, and we all got together, all the different producers, and, and it was just great to celebrate this moment and for it to resonate as well as it does. And to top the platform, given it's a channel that's not available to every subscriber, is, is a really big feat for us. Well, so that's on a, uh, what do you call it? On a, a tier, tier. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so when you ask the value of um, factual, it is valued because people do, um, you know, make sure they include it in their package. Um, and uh, history is a sort of, uh, I think, the kind of um, thing that you begin to appreciate as you do get older and you think about the world a bit more and legacy and how things, you know, it's a nostal- there's a nostalgic component. Um, <clears throat> so we've got the moon landing anniversary, um, 50 years since um, the moon landing coming up in July <clears throat> with all the other channel brands. So, uh, you know, a lot of that demographic would just remember that as well. So are um, you talking there about a specific show or just a number of shows celebrating the moon landing? A number of shows, okay. yeah, So and that we share across Discovery Science, BBC Knowledge, our channel, um, and they all come together in one event. And so our on-demand offering becomes extremely important because we can showcase that. You can go there to enjoy that experience. It's not just about the linear mm-hmm. um, schedule anymore. So all of these programs can be featured in that way and uh there's a lot coming out sort of amazing uh interviews with uh, sorry um recordings of nixon calling the astronauts from the oval <laughs> office visiting them in quarantine when they came back they didn't okay. they thought they had to be in quarantine they're all peering at each other through the glass um interesting facts that um the russians had an unmanned spaceship trying to land at the same time as um, Apollo, so you know you don't necessarily get all that information. I appreciate it, but you can watch it all together, um, and, and that's exactly what we do, or and what I do when we um, talk to the other brands and say to each other, "What do we have that we can sort of enhance that factual offering for customers?" Okay, you you talked about putting the, the stuff goes on demand. Yes. It must be quite a job, though, putting all that stuff up on on demand, is it, or is it yes, we, not too? So it must take fair resources. To... Definitely. Um, Angus Pitt and his team do a fantastic job. It's, you know, it, we have more content, um, you know, at the moment than we we can handle, you know, hmm. but that's we are about to upgrade um, and there's a new release of the IQ4 and IQ3 and it'll be um, spread across all the boxes of um, to enhance that even further and that uh, occurs um, end of July actually. Uh, where uh, we can showcase even more uh, content to, and a lot of subscribers don't actually appreciate that they get this catch-up uh, available to them mm. and it's not just dictated by the linear schedule. And that's where the rest of the world is. That's where Foxtel's transforming rapidly um, and uh, it's a wonderful experience. And a lot of our customers now um, are migrating to those uh, IQ3 and IQ4 boxes and the experience is night and day. The difference is just wonderful. Are you seeing um, a trend where more people are, are, are dropping sort of linear consumption and, and just going straight to on demand or is it Definitely. not, not 
that significant <coughs> yet, but something that I guess that will happen. Uh, look, linear is always a very uh, strong habit, if you like, mm. um, and, you know, it's lean back and it, it comes at you. It does have promos and other things, uh, but increasingly we are learning to lean forward and, and find things and um, some argue that, well, linear is you can play one on-demand asset after another, create a playlist and mm. there you have it. It's a linear experience. So it's a bit more work, isn't it? Because you've, you've it got can a be. search and... It can be, but that's that's where the curation comes in. So okay. if you've got an interest in something, um, it can be curated for you and you've got ready-made playlists. So we've got um, a big change in that space coming that will be a very entertaining curation of existing um, themes. So if, in a sense, the power of the brands I run, history, crime, singular uh, genre offerings, um, they have survived the test of time. They're the leading brands because I think that they're what appears to be niche is niche with a broad appeal. So you know what you're going to get when you're watching history. So you can do the same in uh, curating VOD. So you, you have a very clear offering but there's plenty of content there and you can actually find some very compelling sub-genres within those genres. And that's uh, it's a very exciting um, opportunity and uh, we're always looking at a marvellous thing. So Current Affairs is a great, um, you know, all the stuff happening in American politics, world um, politics, uh, there's plenty of documentaries that can be pulled together that would otherwise probably be um, disparate, but they all make have a new meaning as they come together. So, um, Do you need to have – I would guess you need to have everything that's in on-demand screening at least at some stage on your linear channels? Yes. Just to make sure because it, <clears throat> it's much more um, profile, doesn't it? Definitely. And we need to keep viewers who are, you know, familiar with those channels across what we have in on-demand, but um, they both inform each other. Predominantly, you um, have a stunt or something that you're pulling together, and you will remind viewers that it is available on, on you know, catch up um, on demand. But uh, as time goes on, you know that library will be far greater than what can possibly be accommodated on linear, um, and as it should be, because customers are demanding to watch things when they want and. Mm. Um, so it has to be there. It just needs to be offered in a very easy way and that's what um, is about to come through at the end of July. Yeah. It's amazing how people find the stuff though, isn't it? I mean, like this Aussie inventions that, that changed the world. Yes. At, at, enough people found it to, to rank number one. Yep. I'm sure it'll probably do well in on demand as well. Definitely. Um, and because sometimes Fox tells, it's a bit like, for, for me as a user, it's a bit like Netflix. You get onto Netflix some nights and you're just overwhelmed by the content. Yeah. It can be similar on Foxtel mm. and you you can – and there's so much to navigate and there's so many choices. It's, um, yeah. That's why it's often you just default sometimes to the linear – Absolutely. Channel knowing there's probably going to be something that'll that'll interest. Me. Well, that's what I sort of we have to remind um, ourselves that people are in an entertainment mode. You know, they're leaning back and mm. um, enjoying. Uh, they just want to be entertained, and that's really how we choose what we commission. It has to be entertaining first and foremost. But um, viewers will come in, and yeah, they're. they're uh, and often you you wonder you see things right and you sort of laugh to yourself that you know in actual fact what this one might be more worthy but they're more likely to be watching ancient aliens on history 
um, uh, than than uh, other programs. But you know that's their discretion. So um, yeah, it's really interesting to look at the ratings and also to ensure that you keep them in mind when you commission and you, you follow that that popular taste. Yeah. yeah. When you commission for your channels, do you are your budgets very different to free to air? Absolutely. Uh, we are Do people have to work smarter if they're gonna work at, for more than ever. Um, we certainly have big budgets, no question. Um, but, but you've got to make it you want as many shows as you can out of that rather than blowing it all on Definitely some big Definitely. massive, you know. And look, we well, history and CI broadcast into New Zealand as well. That's a okay. whole other market, and it has its own set of challenges. You need to be respectful to that audience, especially with history. Um, but we have to take that into account. Also, all the content we buy needs to be cleared for that territory. But uh, look, a production's a production. Um, it costs generally what it it does. Um, if you can get funding support, uh, fantastic. You need to have a smart deal to ensure that. Ideally, although you commissioned for this territory, if it travels internationally, that's an, another benefit. Uh, but we uh, we just need to be um, careful how much we spend and how often, just to make sure that it it, it works. You know, for all the everything else we're doing. Sure. Yeah. What sort of a window when you when you acquire a program or when you commission one as well? What sort of a window ideally would you have it for? In terms of the term of license, yeah, yeah. Uh, look, a minimum of three to four years. Oh, wow, that long. Um, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, and if you commission, that's longer than it used to be. Is that right? Yeah, that, yeah. yeah, a little longer. Uh, content is king. Yeah, you need to um, make sure what you have is exclusive. If it's everywhere, you, you don't have a point of difference. We have subscribers. We need to appreciate that. Uh, they don't need to be worried about um, the value of the subscription. Um, and if you have a property you commission that's extremely popular, you certainly want to lock that down. Um, and, you know, once you finish commissioning, you can move on to something else and, and perhaps share that and, and allow that to have another afterlife of its own. Um, but it's really the power of what we curate. I also think um, factual you... I'll go to the markets, um, uh, MIPCOM, and you, you're seeing so many different distributors just to get a collection. It's mm. not like you can buy a um, huge long-running series all the time. So that's, uh, it's a bit like um, you know hunter-gathering, <laughs> finding all these different tribes of small producers. Um, so it's the power of the curation that really makes the DNA of these brands work. Um, crime in particular, particular we have a fantastic mix of world crime, a lot of British crime, a lot of American crime, as you might imagine. But it's how it's a, the pillars inside that brand that work so well. Um, cults is an interesting theme that's growing. Um, have you noticed? Sorry for butting in. Yeah, sure. The, um, the because a lot of this crime content. There probably, you know, maybe a decade ago, there may, mightn't have been a lot of people going after it. Have you noticed more Absolutely. interest from free to air? There's suddenly a bit more competition. Absolutely. And, and A, has that affected what you can get? And has it pushed the prices higher? Well, was there maybe more content made yes, to, to feed that? It, I would argue there's a, been a crime boom okay. after Making a Murderer and some of these big right, programs yeah. that just exploded. And it was almost like it was 
in vogue. Um, it sounds um, a bit macabre, but uh, true crime has always been there, but it was sort of recognised. Um, and the jinx was big with HBO. Okay. Uh, fortunately, we get um, an exclusive look at the HBO uh, programs that are absolutely excellent. Um, but yeah, the, I would say the free to airs, uh, had the, um, underbelly, um, uh, so they've really seen a change the game underbelly, didn't yeah, it? Yeah. Although you know? I would say there, I mean, the tonality of some of that towards the end was a bit challenging. You've really got to get true crime, right? Hmm. You can't be, um, well, they maybe, maybe they oversaturated the market. Yeah, perhaps. and then was... gangs are very different. Mm. It's not. It's a very male approach to telling yep. crime. Okay. Our core audience, believe it or not, is female, and that interests a lot of people, surprises a lot of people. But um, I remind people it's it's more about the morality um, and the human condition, and that's what fascinates um, the female audience. Um, and, you know, as I was saying, the whole uh, – we've got this rise in – uh, cult kind of content. Yeah. Um, Lee Romini, Scientology in the Aftermath. There's a series about to launch from Sundance TV, Ministry of Evil, The Twisted Cult of Tony Alamo. So uh, these are stories that are coming to light that are really quite um, timely. I mean, the George Pell and all of these these stories, they sit quite comfortably now in the zeitgeist. I would argue a few decades ago it would be unthinkable, some of the stories. Mm. Um, Have you been pitched any things about Pell or the no, Catholic Church no. in Australia? No, and um, there are plenty of programs that exist in the world that we cover that mirror this. Okay. Um, but uh, it just shows you, you know, this uh, is ubiquitous, sadly, that these stories exist in society mm. and... In terms of the church around the world, it has been occurring, and I like to think there's an awakening in this sort of greater visibility. But that's why these stories are important, I think, and I think our, our viewers appreciate that they're um, seeing seeing these stories told in a contemporary can, sense. Let me ask you: Can some of that crime stuff? I mean, it varies country to country and producer to producer, but some of it seems to be reasonably graphic in the, yes. particularly in some of the recreations of. Do you are you wary of some of that stuff? And we have a great classification department. Um, they go through everything with a fine tooth comb. I often we can see a screener and realise that that's not going to you know. So um, there is stuff you'd knock yeah. back. Do you think if it, no no no? Like, um, well, our audience is quite grisly actually. Um, uh, bloodthirsty, <laughs> so, I would say. So the, um, and uh, and that's the thing. We so don't they actually, can handle that. We stuff. don't actually do. We actually only really ha- have stories that are hugely compelling. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously we're not going to um, break any classification code, but no. um, there's no question. We've got the longest time spent viewing just behind kids' TV because well, I think people hang around to see yeah. how how the, the story um, ends. But that's just the nature of, of – and this is fact. It's nothing we're just creating. Mm. Um, and most producers are very respectful, actually, of the stories and the victims' families. So we've got the good cop. Um, uh, Ron Idles did an amazing job, homicide detective, um, retired, who's... Who made that for you? Uh, that was, was Cordell Jigsaw. That's right, And yep. that was amazing. It's um, nominated uh, Most Outstanding also for a Logie, which is great. But uh, he was telling his stories of how he solved these crimes with his team, of course, two camera uh, reenactments. There was a um, 
uh, an amazing team behind that, and it that was that's the greatest um, uh, performance of a show we've seen in a long time. Um, okay. And he was just wonderful to work with, and just really honest. And you realise the work that goes in again, perseverance, just to get these crimes solved over the years. Some of them are decades, mm. and uh, and uh, again, there's that component where Australia was a different place, and. Uh, things happened that probably wouldn't have happened now, and also DNA, the technology of um, working out, you know, how to, who might have been present at the crime scene, etc. That changes over time. So it's really fascinating yeah. stuff. The do you see in your maybe in crime or any of your other genres? Do you see does does things crop up in the numbers that might do very well on in on demand? Yes, definitely. But, and then you can tweak your programming accordingly. Does that no, happen? No, no. What's What's fascinating is on demand is it, uh, it behaves differently. Does it? Yeah. Okay. So um, anything that's sort of uh, very of the moment um, that's uh, in the press, but uh, it's a little younger the on demand um, viewing. Sure. So, um, um, but you can see tastes, definite things that absolutely. pop up. On yeah. your radar and yeah, like paranormal will do well and okay. um, sort of tech stuff sometimes in the history um, things that might realm. have had such a high profile yeah. on the linear when it was broadcast. Yeah. So R. Kelly, that um, oh, scandal, yeah. okay. that that really jumped in on demand, mm. but it, it did it did quite well for um, the CI audience. Maybe the audio, the core demo is slightly older and they don't actually know the story, but the on demand um, viewers found it, uh, and those behaviours, um, I, I'm quite pleased to see they're quite different. In fact, some programs you are slightly disappointed and you think it didn't necessarily perform in linear. It has a life of its own and on demand. So okay. it just proves that it, we're catering even further to audiences who prefer to view that way and who are in that space. And, again, the curation there also leads them to find this stuff. Um, and then when you pull that stuff together, it also has um, uh, greater re resonance relevance. Um, than it would otherwise perhaps in a linear schedule. Um, we have a lot of great blue light shows, as I refer to them, Cops, Live PD, Road Wars. So blue light as in a police light. Yeah, know. and that's how we refer to it. Okay. It's um, procedural crime, I guess, and, you know, viewers love that. Um, it, but that skews quite male. Um, if you all can't get enough of that, you can find it all together. <laughs> um, you certainly can't, you know, stack it all day in the schedule, yeah. although some broadcasters do. <laughs> But uh, you wouldn't want to. Yeah. Uh, but the you know, go for your life, watch it all. Paranormal, something that would live late night, um, probably once a week on the linear channel. But it has a hugely fanatic fan base. Um, haunted hospitals, all these kind of great <laughs> programs, um, and you can pull them together. But paranormal, great British ghosts does well. That's a history program. Wow. So, but that can be pulled together, you know, um, in one place in on demand, and that's exactly how it should be. Um, and, you know, other brands have great content on offer too, and we're not restricted by the linear um, curation. They can all reside, and that's exactly what we're always trying to do. We're not trying to just promote our brands. We want to, this is Foxtel's offering, and we have far and away more content in fact, there was a statistic where Foxtel had broadcast more content in a week than Netflix was in a year. Mm. Um, Netflix has just done a very good job promoting their okay. true crime. Mm. And a lot of their true crime is uh, theatrically released indie docs, as I refer to them. 
we've got a time slot on Saturday nights that houses that kind of content. Um, and a lot of what we broadcast is the um, docudramas, more tabloid crime, Wives with Knives, um, <laughs> you know, shows that have these names, um, Happily Never After, you know. I think Beyond called. make a bit of that stuff in the US. Yeah, Beyond they? is Deadly Women, Beyond um, one of the first players in that um, space and uh, very successful. Yeah. And that's probably um, further to the point you're making. There is a whole lot of more, there's more crime available, but it doesn't mean everyone knows how to do it. Like uh, they think that's um, possible. It's just like the um, the character-driven shows we all curate on A&E. So you've got American Pickers, Porn Stars, P-A-W-N, um, <laughs> and uh, all those programs, um, American Restoration, um, they all, it looks easy that you've got mm. these real life characters, but to have the fixed rig interviews overlaying the activity and all of that's harder. It, it, it's easier said than done. So, um, does that mean you've got to be careful before you commission too? Because do you see, you've got to get the right team. Yeah, you've also got to see, see first time producers or something come in and absolutely, and they do reels maybe that just aren't Definitely. up to scratch because they don't. Yes. They don't realise the detail and that yeah, it's just probably hard to make that stuff as anything else may be harder. It's actually harder and that's what it looks like. Oh, I've got these great real-life characters but you've got to ask yourself what it is you are trying to achieve here um, and there's a narrative between the characters beyond what they're actually doing that um, viewers are enjoying uh, watching. So we just um, work closely having done these programs a few times to make sure that that is actually... Um, going to play um, and, and entertain viewers. Yeah, yeah. Properly, yeah. Yeah, fascinating stuff. Look, before I let you go, Jim, give us a taste of some of the stuff that's coming. You mentioned the the anniversary of the um, moon landings coming up and that'll yep. be across multiple channels. Yes. With, with you know, sort of um, good programming covering different facets of um, astronauts, space travel, yep. stuff like that, I'm guessing. Yep. So we've got Apollo's moonshot on history, which is all of those rare sort of moments I was mm -hmm. describing earlier. Uh, moon landing, the lost tapes, um, uh, a whole collection of, yep. of moon-based um, stuff. On, on history, we continue. We've got, in August, Fear, Facts and Fire, the Atomic Age, Declassified, a lot of stuff on Trump. Um, we've actually got 150 years of the Weekly Times coming, which is um, okay. a great little half hour that'll coincide with that Did, 150th anniversary. Who put that together, do you know? They... Uh, that's still being pulled together. We don't okay. actually have the uh, production team. Because you're, you're doing a bit of stuff with um, with uh, the news group because now oh. they've got that doco on... Um, Lawyer X? Lawyer X. Yes, yeah. no, that's exactly what I... Um, Nicola Gobbo, that story is just unprecedented. So that was... I wanted to say that for last. So that's... Okay. That's going to be huge. No, 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 no you reminded me. That was great. <laughs> so we had like... Um, Bad Blood, New Blood, uh, last couple of nights on um, Sky News, that's uh, yes. huge numbers. Uh, Lawyer X, uh, and we're sharing that this weekend actually on, on History Channel, find a different audience. But Lawyer X is another two-part of miniseries that will um, look at that, and that's just an um, absolutely extraordinary um, series. Uh, Richard Andrews um, pulling that together. Mark Calvert's been um, working okay, um, yep. finding those opportunities and doing a great job. So... Well, uh, that program, I've, I've um, seen it. It'll run on um, CI as well, but that'll be a big splash. Uh, so, yeah, we are working How together. How far away is that? That's that July. That, oh, it's that's just, July, well, yeah. It's, not far it's actually off, not right? far off at all. In fact, okay. the promo's on air. It'll be on the uh, 22nd, 23rd on Sky and also um, 29th um, on CI. Yep. 
So, uh, and then True Crime Australia with News Corp, we work with them. They've got the Lost Police Tapes. Um, oh, that's the podcast series podcast that series. Uh, Merrick Watts that's is involved correct. in. Yeah. yeah, and, you know, they work with us on The Good Cop. Um, so we have um, a fantastic uh, crime series coming called Debbie Marshall Investigates Frozen Lies. That's delivering now big um, uh, Adelaide crime. She's a um, journalist who's um, on a quest to solve it. It all so happens her partner, uh, I, I like to call her the Erin Brockovich of crime. <laughs> they, um, police didn't solve her partner's murder and she ended up doing that. She's gone on to solve other crimes and she's a, a great author as well. So okay. um, uh, so Adelaide-based, is she? Adelaide, oh, she's Tasmanian-based oh, okay. actually, but well, this okay. crime is a big one. There's some developments there that I can't go into, but that will be big. Um, a big one for history, I'm just going back there for a minute, unidentified. Inside America's UFO investigation. That is taking America by storm at the moment. Is the it? Pentagon and CIA have asked questions about it. It's just. Um, so, being a cover up, Jim, are the, the well, UFOs they're not telling yeah, us about? Let me newly, guess. Newly um, revealed, newly authenticated evidence and footage, Uh-oh. interviews from eyewitnesses, former Uh-oh. military personnel. So, and but this is the great thing. We get to showcase this history is fascinating. Even with the moon landing stunt, is the moon landing greatest hoax. <laughs> where people are still saying it's a bit like flat earthers, right? So, yep. um, but people who believe it was done in a Hollywood studio, and one guy who claims he's, you know, he worked on the Apollo spacecraft, he thinks his life's been um, threatened several times. So, you've always got it's this conjecture. Sometimes we'll have to run a slide to say these don't represent, you know, our thoughts, okay. but we can't um, stop. It's like free speech. We wouldn't oh, be involved yeah, yeah. with misinformation, but. You know, we will place the facts. Um, Loose Change was a big one for us with September 11. The first uh, group who said that perhaps it was an inside job. I'm not saying it is. Oh. I don't think it is. But it was. It, it rated hugely. It fascinated mm. people. It made people ask questions, and that's what history is sure. all about. Yeah. Um, A&E, we've just enjoyed Truck Month, Trucking Good Month on A&E. <laughs> uh, Road to Riches is coming, and we've got Spiky Gold about Kiwi divers off the southern tip of um, New Zealand getting sea urchins. They earn a whole lot of money doing that. Um, it, it's that sort of action-packed, character-driven kind of program that the audience loves there. One question I've got for you. Um, have you got any train programs about trains? Trains, absolutely. Continental railways, um, that, you know, we shared a lot of that is with it, SBS. It's Discovery so Discovery got a bit of that too. Yeah, look, Discovery. Outback um, um, Railroad or Railroad Australia, we were looking at that with those producers, Prospero and Western Australia. We just okay. didn't have the money to go there. It right. does very well for them. In fact, I should say Discovery has done an amazing job. So um, Outback Opal Hunt is amazing. Uh, numbers. Is that the same well as, people that make that stuff? Or is it a different uh, no, they shared around. But okay. um, Electric Pictures, we were developing, it was um, uh, Gold Diggers, Aussie Gold Diggers, but now that's um, um, Outback Gold Hunters. So it does huge numbers. It so. does great numbers and they were great characters. Mm. It just, uh, we were making the demolition man at the time and, okay. you know, you can't keep your foot on everything. We did give them a lot of feedback, as I was saying before, about how characters should be. Um, Uh, shot and to keep the narrative going. I mean, prospecting probably isn't the fastest moving uh, undertaking to have on TV, but they certainly do a great job. And that's exactly what we want to see. We want to see all of our brands delivering great content. um, And um, yeah. I cut you off. What was the the, um, train program you said you shared with SBS? Um, Continental Railways. Right. Okay. Yeah. Portolio, the host. Um, All right. 
Uh, and we have Coast Australia, which will be huge. That's I'll go series Michael four. Patillo's Michael great Patillo, continental yeah, railway. Patillo, yeah. Patillo, you're right. Yeah. Thank you. I'm not very good with my Italian <laughs> pronunciations. But Coast Australia will be huge. Um, yes. And that's coming in January 2020. That covers, people say, really uh, more coast. Um, they can't get enough, but you've got to remember. The what U- series will this be? Series four. four. But the UK did so it's 15. Neil Oliver, right? Yeah. UK did 15 series and their tiny coastland, I think we can, <laughs> uh, coastline. I think we can manage um, another series. So yeah. that'll be big. And uh, wrongly released um, next year for crime. From title role, it's um, it very timely, sadly, because a lot of these blokes are being wrongly released who um, commit a murder. It happened yeah. in Darwin the other week and those two girls in Melbourne who were leaving, ironically, a comedy event, comedy club. Yes. And, and we, you ask yourself, why is there um, these people being wrongly released? Sure, um, sure. Uh, so there you go. We've got plenty to work with. Um been yeah. great chatting to you. Yeah, it's been good. Maybe that's our um, little warning that our time's <laughs> up in the studio. We'll take take it as that anyway. Look, um, Jim Bucken, uh, Group General Manager Factual, thank you for coming in. Um, Aussie Inventions That Changed the World. It's a big show on at the moment, folks. Check that one out. Uh, one of the one of the hosts, Matt Parkinson, of course, is, is on The Chase. He's a big yes. star on The Chase, yes. which is often, the, so, often almost the number one... Um, the number one free-to-air TV show some days on TV. So that's probably some of those people are tracking him down there. But it's been a great chatting to you, mate. We'll um, look forward to catching up again. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much, James.